Good evening, everyone. Nice to see you all. Hi. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to talk this evening about um, <clears throat> a, a Buddhist concept or idea, or uh, uh, and it's called storehouse consciousness. Storehouse consciousness, and it's the storehouse consciousness that we all carry. That. Um, that helps to explain why we carry on doing the same thing over and over. Even though it can cause us pain and difficulty, we carry on doing the same thing, even though we'd like to stop. And um, I guess conventionally, we believe that we see or we experience our truth, true reality through our senses and then what we experience the mind then figures out how to get it what it what, what it wants to get out of that how it's going to move but the buddhist idea is that we human beings all of us perceive a world there's in fact the way we experience the world is in fact determined by the habits, emotions, perceptions and thoughts that are held in what we call the storehouse consciousness or unconsciousness, sorry. <clears throat> so, it's out of this that we each of us have a different response to different situations. We have different political views. One day it may be raining and for some of us it may be fine. We quite like the rain. For others, the rain is upsetting and depressing. All kinds of different ways we respond to different situations and all of us are different in that way. And it causes, as we all know, we're really feeling it now, a sense of separation and division. Um, we feel profoundly different about things to other people. Um, and <clears throat> this arises out of this unconscious level of experience where our habits are maintained and hopefully can also be transformed. The thing that we have to remember in order to forgive ourselves and to give ourselves some slack is that this conditioning that creates our habits is huge and vast. And millions of years of evolution, both physical and cultural, have brought us to this very point in our lives. It's an untraceable situation in a way. The conditions are untraceable. I mean, there's a, you know, uh, the, we all know the fight or run syndrome. You know, we're confronted with something, we either run away or we fight. 
depends on the situation for each of us. It's different for each of us. Some of us will fight over one thing and others will run away. Um, and in order to really give serious weight to this idea of this unconscious store, <clears throat> is that it's vast and it's unknowable. It's vast and unknowable. And one way of looking at this, a Buddhist way of looking at it, there's different Western psychological ways of looking at it as well, which are also completely valid. But the Buddhist way of looking at it is not figuring out our past conditioning, not focusing on what happened for us when we were children or not, or what happened to us later in life and the things that cause us difficulty, the things that wound us, that we that condition our behavior. Rather, we focus on the emotions that are arising right now. And in doing that, we hope we can transform this storehouse and consciousness so that we're not so controlled or conditioned by it. And our hope is to move to a place where we can, you know, feel more free, where we allow life to flow more easily through us. We're not tight, held in a structure by it. And <clears throat> being aware of the, the kind of power of this in us and how it arose through literally millions of years of what's gone on in the past, all cause and effect which arise for each of us to experience the world completely uniquely because each of us have a whole complete different history and response to what happens. Um, so how do we start to work with this? Well, I guess we have to first of all take on board that it's not easy. But this, the, what we carry with us, the conditions how we behave, arose out of cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect, and then cause and effect in your own life. So all the things that went on in history creates a situation. What goes on in your life and is the history of your life created how you now experience the world. And it's your choice in a way. How, how do you want, what seeds do you now want to sow that will bear the fruit that will allow you to experience in the world in a way that you would like it to be, I guess. We all have that responsibility. How do you want the world to be? How do you want to experience the world? What seeds do you want to plant now, such that down the line, your way of thinking is, is 
reflects the way you would like the world to be and like the way the world to treat you. Hmm. So, if we're now sowing the seeds, and we all will to some degree, of actions that we've taken in the past that have arisen out of anger or greed or ignorance, what do we do now? Well, that's kind of your responsibility. But within this tradition, what we're trying to foster and hope for is that we bring more kindness and compassion into the world. So whatever situation you find yourself in, how do you act that reflects that, if that is what you'd like? Each of us is, you know, one thing about this practice, which is very clear, is that each of us is responsible for our own situation. That doesn't mean that some of us have got more, a lot more to carry out of our background or than others, but we are. The only person that can change things is you. The only things that can change things for me is me. So what kind of seeds do you want to plant? That's, that's a really interesting question to bear in mind. So just reiterate, first of all, take on board the sheer weight and power of, of, of your own history, of the history of the world, and everything that's gone on to bring us to this very place, this, this right now. What steps can you take to transform your consciousness to bring more well-being for yourself? and more well-being for everyone else. That's the bottom line of it, I guess. That's the bottom line of it. Um, and I just wanted, I mean, that, that then brings up a lot of questions about how we approach things. What's our view? How, how do we respond to somebody perhaps being wantonly angry or racist or all, how do, how, how do we respond? What, what do we do? What's our view? Well, in a way that feels rather um, what would be the right word? There is there there isn't an answer that's easy. There isn't an answer that says you do this, you do that. I mean, a lot of us would really, many people would really love. To have it all written down in every situation arises this is the way you should be but in the buddhist view is a non-view it's it, this, this this is not a kind of weak you know passive way of being uh, of being neutral and non-committed Holding a non-view includes various views that arise in response to a particular situation. 
So a non-viewer is an attitude we can bring to how are we going to be in the world. A non-view taken or understood in the Buddhist context is a view that encourages openness, kindness and flexibility. And the inspiration behind that is that what makes us miserable or makes me miserable perhaps is and causes us to be in conflict with one another is our determination or stubbornness or insistence on a particular view of things. Our view of what we want, what we deserve, and more particularly our view of what is right and wrong. We have to keep remembering that whatever we believe in, whatever we think is the truth, is just a view. It's not the ultimate truth. And the beauty of being able, if, if we can manifest in that way, is that we begin to recognize that what we think is just a thought. What we think is just a thought. It may feel really important, but it's still just a thought. Can we be free of that? Can we be free of thinking that our thoughts are true and important and require us to act? Or can we use, can we foster the idea that the ideas and concepts and views that we hold finally trap us into a small kind of separate self. So on a day-to-day -day basis, the, the, my sense is on a day-to-day -day basis, our only practice is to keep returning time and time again to can I be? Can I hold a non-view? Can I be open? Can I be flexible? And simultaneously, can I act appropriately? Sometimes it may be necessary to give somebody a punch. You know, it may be the kindest thing to do. Sometimes it may be necessary to just give in and say I was wrong. So I'll just remind you, I can't remember the Colin, but uh, when he looks in the mirror in the morning and he says, are you awake? Do not be fooled by anyone. By anyone, he means yourself principally. Do not be fooled by yourself. <laughs> At least those of us who are younger, not me, you folks who are younger, at least you've got the benefits of time to learn. Those of us who are older, there's a, there's a saying which I keep remembering and, and, and often fall for is that there's no fool like an old fool. 
And those of us who are older will really recognize that. There's no fool like an old fool. But anyway, uh, that, that's really all I've got to say. And uh, I much appreciate any reflections you have or any non-views you have or any personal experience you have or silence is good as well. It's fine. What do you think? <laughs>